I, I screw up my swing more when I'm almost good yeah. than when I'm just garbage because you start overdoing it. You start overthinking it. You start, right. like, like you said, trying to do too much. Right. And, and then you and wind up messing with what got you there. Let's go! Black Market Toast Podcast, where we take a piece of media out of the cupboard, dust it off, toast it up, and serve it as something completely new. Uh, this is episode number 123, which is a road in this area. Um, and we are jumping off of uh, Modern Skirt's debut album, Catalog of Generous Men. Um Go ahead, Joe. Okay. Um, so I, I swear this band I've heard of before. But also, like when this came out, I was just kind of getting into that like Ben Folds-esque type of music. And okay. so I think it just, like this album has like a Ben Folds vibe. Yes, yes. Um, um, my, my kind of my, my kind of take on it is this is uh, Ben Folds mixed with They Might Be Giants. And that's mostly just the timber of the vocal. Right, right. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely like, and I think maybe that's why it sounds like a band that I've heard before, because yeah. <laughs> it does have that Benfold's feeling and it, it yes. takes me back to a very specific time in my life. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it definitely, yeah. It, it, it hits that resonance of, yes, this is comfortable. I've heard this before, even if you haven't heard it before. Yes. For sure. I mean, I sat here and listened to it while I worked for the last like 45 minutes and it yeah. is the easiest music to work to in the world. Yes. Yes. And uh, yeah. And, and it's, you know, it's, it, it's simple indie pop um, and, and it's, it's well executed. Uh, it's mid two thousands. Um, yeah. So it's, it's just, it fits in that kind of mental wheelhouse. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it does. Although, go ahead. Oh, no, go, go. Oh, I was going to say, like, it is super easy to listen to, but uh -huh. that being said, I don't know if I'd go see them live because okay. there's nothing, like, I go to live shows for, like, a, a feeling, okay. you know, and of being able to really get into this music. Mm -hmm. I would love it if this band were playing at a bar that I was at. Yeah. And I was enjoying my beers and I was talking to my friends and we were hanging out because this is phenomenal for that. Yeah. But like, I don't know if I want to just kind of stand there and listen to them play it for 45 minutes with nothing else going on. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, there is a little more energy to, or there was, they're, they're, they're no longer a band, but uh, there was a little more energy to their, to their live show. I, I did see them once, uh, went and saw them at the handlebar um, when that was still existed. Um, you know, they're, they're a regional band. They're, they're, they're out of Athens. Um, so, you know, University of Georgia, Athens scene, um, they came up with Venice's sinking, which was another Athens band, um, had a violin player. Um, <laughs> and you know, the, the you know, things that aren't necessarily that energetic on, on the record kind of, it, they, they had, a, a more of a live energy to them. Um, of course, I get that. Uh, and, and, and it wasn't it wasn't the room feeding the energy because there was like five of us in the room. So <laughs> it, it was every, all the energy was coming from the stage and my like two, three year old daughter who was dancing around at the time. Um, 
Yeah. And I could see that because Ben Folds would not have been somebody that I'd have wanted to see live until oh. a friend of mine took me to see him live. Uh, yeah. And then that, I'm like, that, oh, God, like that, this that, is that, what everyone's talking about. That is like the best live show ever. Yes. Ben Folds live is amazing. <laughs> he, he, he brings so much energy and charisma to the stage. Yes. Um, yeah. And it, it is very similar with or it was very similar uh, with with modern skirts. Um and, and yes, this, you know, it's, it's got harmonies, but they're not overly complicated and, and it's, right. it's fairly simple pop. And unfortunately they, you know, their follow-up album, you know, their, their debut is excellent and their follow-up album is, is good, but they went, they, they went a little too far. They tried to, they tried to make it more. Um, rather than rather than just leaving the sound alone and kind of continuing to do this sound um and that's that's a trap that that some bands fall into um you know so anyway it definitely is and i mean it's because and i notice it more with bands who almost make it okay you know if you feel like when you start making some of these like spotify like hot lists and things like that like you know underground artists and whatever and you feel like you're you're right there right you start tweaking stuff and Mm -hmm. then i mean i can like for me it's like golf like i i screw up my swing more when i'm almost good yeah when i'm just garbage because you start overdoing it you start overthinking it you start right like like you said trying to do too much right and And then you wind up messing with what got you there yeah and the this was very much their independent, you know, we're doing this on our own money in this little studio. But then this caught the attention of, I, I, I learned about it in Pace Magazine. Um, so they, they did get kind of that national press coverage of it. Um, so yeah, the, their follow-up was probably expected to be bigger and it shouldn't have been. Yeah. Yeah. If they had just, you know, stuck with the kind of Ben Folds meets They Might Be Giants sound, we might still be getting new albums from them. Yeah, and I mean, because there is something there. like, And that's oh, one yeah. thing that I noticed. Like, I, I because I did listen to the entire album before the podcast started. Uh-huh. You know, uh, I, I, of course, listened to the, the starred tracks first because, you know, okay. that's what was, you know... Apple says are the most downloaded songs, but as I hit Fine. some of the yeah. kind of the deeper cuts on the record, they're yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah. All the, I mean, there, there are a couple, I mean, some of the star tracks I'm not as, as fond of as, as the deeper cuts. Um, right. Yeah. Like I got to uh what was it? My lost soprano. I thought that song was great. Oh I, like, yeah. I, I, I would, that is, I would that, is like, that one. That is my favorite song on this album. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, wow, like this is like there's definitely something to work with. I mean, if I had heard this record, I too would have been like, all right, you guys have something here. Yes, you know, yeah. but I don't think I would have been like, hey, you need to change X, Y, Z. I'd be like, all right, you know. Well, it's just. I mean, it's not. It's not so much they tried to change it as they tried to add more layers and make it oh, more. Gotcha. You know, they they yeah. tried to just build on what it was and just it, yeah. They had some grand vision, and you know. And this was their their simple pop, uh, you know, way of expressing that vision. But you know, when they got thrown a little more money or or, or little little more uh, clout, they overproduced. Um, they they yeah. overproduced. Yeah, uh, they needed a little more editing. I got gotcha. you. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that makes sense. It's uh, But yeah, there's definitely something to work with. I mean, this was a, a good record. Excellent yes. recommendation. And, and also, you know, it's a Athens band, so it may just be that they graduated and that was it, you know? I mean, it could have been. Like, that's, that's kind of the thing with these college bands is that, you know, you know they kind of had this moment and yes. then guys graduate and then guys get married and then guys have kids and then yeah. they move out of town and it's yeah everybody kind of goes back to where they came from a lot of a lot of college bands you end up with you know usually usually it's two albums because it takes them 3 years to make the first one and then they they they, they get some momentum going up. they rush out yeah. the follow up and then it, and it kind of fizzles a little bit. And so they don't feel like there's enough of momentum to keep going and college is over, you know? So yeah, yeah, yeah they, that, they spend good. that fifth year touring and trying to make it work. And then when right, it doesn't right, immediately right. get traction, yes, yes. okay, I'm going to go take that entry level job at, you know, yes, whatever company. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I, I heard a, an interview with Tom Hanks um, where uh, somebody asked him, you know, uh, what was your plan B if acting didn't work? And he was like, if I had had a plan B, I would have given up. Yeah. I mean, that makes total sense. (laughs) If I had had a plan B, I would have given up before I made it. So, you know, you, in order, sometimes in order to make it big, you have to go all in and just kind of, you know, jump off the building and just, expect something to happen to to save you yeah yeah i mean not everybody has you know tom hanks's acting ability but right. well, you know everybody I but mean, there but there are a lot of there are some people that do that never got the right, break right you know? well and, and what got him there was his stand-up comedy right you right. know and you know that that's that's one of those those avenues that that is really you know it the ones that make it as dramatic actors from the stand-up comedy realm are usually really fucking good, but because you have to, be. I mean, there's but, a, yeah. there's a certain amount of acting to stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. There is a well, whole and, lot of improvisation and there's and, a whole and, lot of, and there's an, un, an understanding, you know, an innate understanding of emotion and timing and, and just so much, so much more goes into stand-up comedy than actually goes into acting. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and it's an ability to read a room in real time. And I mean, whether that's being in front of 10 people at the ha ha club, or Mm -hmm. if that's being on a major studio set, being able to feel the emotions of what's going on and how people are reacting. You know, if you're in that dramatic scene, you know, when to give it a little more, you know when to back off a little bit and you kind of know how you need to fit in with how things are playing out as a whole. Right. Right. You know, which is why I really enjoy these. uh, I've gotten into a couple of the, essentially they're just the crowd work comics. Like they don't come in with a set. They just come in and start playing with the audience and making jokes and, you know, and things like that. And that takes so much skill. Yes. Yes. Because you never know. You're always sight reading the music. Right. Like you're not coming in with your symphony prepared. You're literally just making it up as you go along. Right. It's you like might, comic you, jazz. It's, you might come in with an opening joke, but then you, you expect it to go from there, to, you know, and, and just base it on reactions and what happens in the room, you know? Right. Right. Which is, like I said, it's absolutely crazy because it is. It's it's <laughs> jazz. It's improv. Yes. Yes. You know, you're coming in and going, all right, we're going to play it in this key and we're going to play it at, you know, 
this time signature, but what we're happens gonna, happens. We're going to start in this key. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're going to start in this key. We're going to start in this time signature. And then wherever the music goes is where it goes. Right. Right. And, and, yeah. And, and, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of comics who, you know, most, most comics will go through like a year cycle building up to a special. Um, Correct. And, and and a lot of them will start off at the beginning of that year doing more of those shows where they're just, you yeah. know, throwing everything out there and seeing what hits, you know, what sticks to the wall and what doesn't. And then kind of crafting and, and taking that year to craft it all together and come up with a unified narrative and 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 and, and come out on the other end. And they end up you know, and a lot of those shows happen in New York or LA and a lot of it, a lot of times it's comics watching comics um, for those. Yes. <laughs> and so, well, so and if, if, somebody just got... stumble, if, if somebody just stumbles into one of those shows, they end up, you know, completely underwhelmed from the, you know, precision jokes that they usually see that are the, the product of that year long struggle, you know? So I got lucky to see Burt Kreischer actually in that same situation. I saw him at the beginning of his tour, uh-huh. and then I saw him at the end of his tour, which was right before he recorded his most recent special. Yeah, and you even even in that, like he was out on tour, but you still got a lot of that. Like you, yeah. When I watched the special later, I'm like, oh, I remember that joke from you know this, right? But then like the way he told the story was different, and yeah, he set it he... up a little better, you know. And it was there was a lot more uh, like spit and polish to it than right. When I heard it nine months previous. Right. And you, you, some bands do that a little bit, but not nearly to that extent. Um, you know, you, you try out, you try out a song, you know, and, and you kind of gauge the reaction and it just, and you, you know, usually you, you're like, maybe I'll tweak some lyrics here, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, you don't, you don't build it completely from scratch standing in front of the audience. Unless it's jazz, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it is. But as a musician, it's really, really hard to do that because one, people don't usually react to songs they don't know. Right. Right. You know, which is, and I know it's a common complaint that that you have, and everyone like that I know in the music scene has, is that's why these bars want to book jukebox bands yes. as opposed to local acts because you know they want everybody can to, sing along. Can holler yeah. and, yeah, right. So, and you can't do that if you don't know the song. So, that's it, very hard to do. Right, right. So, a lot of that is done, you know, as like you said, musicians watching musicians, comics watching comics, mm-hmm. where, you know, you'll play a, you know, here, you know, tell me what you think of this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then you kind of get your feedback there. Yeah, yeah. Well, and there's but, a I different. Mean, you can play an absolute banger that nobody knows and you're not going to draw a lot of reaction from it, especially not that you can see oh, with the lights of the stage <laughs> shining in your face. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm aware. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but being on stage, you can't read faces very well anyway, yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're the one whose face is lit up. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, and we've had, we've, we, we, when we had a uh, uh, Mark Jones on a uh, long time ago, we, we had that discussion of the difference between, you know, performing on stage and performing at a house show where they're literally standing in front of you and you see the reactions. It's like, now see, yeah, but yeah, now it's that a nice, would be the perfect. 
it's a nice safe environment and 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 it's all trusted people but they're right there yeah but it's a great place to workshop yeah, yeah, that's an ideal place to workshop. That is yes. the, you know, that's the comedy store of indie music. Like, yeah, just yeah. Do it at our show. And, and 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 honestly, you know, any band who comes up and doesn't do house shows is missing out on that element um, because you get instant yeah. and irrefutable feedback. Even even if it's your best friend standing in front of you, they're going to have facial expressions and you're going to right. know if they know, <laughs> yeah. right. Well, I mean, if up. you look up and half, yeah. If you look up and half the crowd is on their phone, like even if it's yeah. your good friends, you, that's nonverbal communication. Like they're just not right. into it. <laughs> also, why are you just now looking up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's on you. You need to, you know, engage the crowd a little bit with some eye contact. (laughs) Make them feel guilty for looking down. (laughs) But if conversely, you know, they were on their phone for their last song and then you look up in this song, like you've got eye contact with most of the room, you're okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm getting a little Uh, bit from this. This is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let me put a little mental checkbox by this one. This one might have something. But I mean, personally, I would rather get feedback from friends than strangers anyway because these are usually people whose opinions i respect right right friends with people i respect but ultimately if you're going to make money on it your friends aren't going to be the ones that get you there that's true (laughs) that's very true (laughs) i mean it's good to have connections it's good to network and make as many friends as you can but you need strangers to buy your shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you absolutely do. Yeah. I mean, and it's funny because that is where I've seen things change with the pandemic. Okay. It is a lot of... I've seen... The, you've been able to tell the people who are really good at self-promotion. Okay. And getting themselves out there. Uh, I mean, somewhat with bands, I've noticed it, oddly enough, on Twitter with like pro wrestlers. Okay. Like the guys who are like, okay, I know nobody can come to a show, but I'm going to start doing something else. Like I'm right. going to start like reviewing soda or I'm going to start, you know, doing a cooking with me show. Like these little kind of crazy things to get people insight into your wrestling character and maybe be interested well, and then because they can't go out and physically see you. Didn't WWE crack down on them making money off of any, oh, I, of, yeah. any of the other shit? They did. They Which, did, but I'm talking about like independent, like <laughs> the guys who were playing at like nightclub, like the guys who were right, at right. nightclubs. Yeah, you know. but yes, WWE did crack down on that. They cracked they down didn't on want you their making, making any money on your TikTok or anything. It was like what or the cameo fuck? or anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's some yeah. They have to get their cut. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like I saw one guy that that I started watching right about this time last year, and over the course of the year, between like wrestling and doing weird stuff on the internet mm-hmm. and he's gained this following to the point where like conan o'brien just had him on his podcast <laughs> just out and, of nowhere it's a yeah. pod and that is a podcast worth listening to it's the conan o'brien needs a friend one okay yeah where he talks to this pro wrestler who like idolized conan o'brien and yeah. like incorporates like some of his shtick into his uh into his act right because people don't realize that you know most wrestlers are just really buff actors who oh yeah or really buff or like buff nerds buff buff nerd actors who yeah this is their role that they're 
<laughs> that they're playing and you know if they can move on to something bigger and better like you know Dwayne Johnson they will um, right. but you know they're not necessarily the best actors so this is what they're doing right yeah right and I mean and he had a uh, kind of one thing that they said that kind of stuck with me was Conan asked me said so are you one of those like really good wrestlers or are you a character and he mm-hmm. said well I was a really good I was one of the really good like wrestlers, but then nobody cared, right? Until I started doing the act, right? You know, and and that's what you said. Like, it's not just about being good; it's about doing something people are interested in. Right. And with like, indie music, that's really tough. But if you can climb that mountain, you can make it. Yeah, it's like nobody cared about the Steiner brothers when they were the the college kids. They, they care right. about them when Scott Steiner went fucking Looney Tunes. <laughs> right. When he goes Looney Tunes, dyes his hair, you know, steroids himself up to the gills. Like, okay, yeah, now yeah. it's interesting. Like, N- nobody cared about him when they were, you know, the, 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 the college wrestlers turned pro. Yeah. No, right. No, yeah. Coming cared. out in the, the Michigan Letterman jackets. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, just white, white meat, baby faced kids. No. Yeah, yeah. Like now this dude's Looney Tunes. Like I want to watch this guy. <laughs> right. Nobody cared about the the phenom Mark Callis, but they yeah yeah nobody cared about mean Mark Callis, but you know what? Well, it was the it was him up in a it was the phenom Mark Callis, and then it became mean Mark Callis, and that was an improvement. And then they went Undertaker. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but you, I mean, you do you need something in your act that draws people in? I mean, yes, you know, Ben Folds has that crazy piano, you know, that he's got. That he will occasionally that's, just beat the shit out of with his stool. Yeah. But I mean, but that's his thing. And yes. I mean, that's what draws people in. If you see that, your eyes go to it. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. and you, you come for the gimmick, you know, or you come for that and then you stay for the music. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And and it's incorporating it all together and making it, yeah, making it good and, and energetic and just, yeah, all one piece. Yeah. But I mean, and then it's also, I mean, you hate to say it, but self-promotion is critical. Yes. Like you have to, you have to keep putting yourself out there and, you know, keep finding new ways to get videos out and to get, you know, anything out in front of eyes because you never know when the right set of eyes is going to look at it. Right. And, you know, and, and at this point it's, there's so many different avenues and you just kind of have if. If you want to make it big, you have to spam everything and try to hit on one of them. You do. And I mean, (sighs) it's, yeah, if that that is your goal, if your goal is to do what you do and enjoy what you do, then yeah. 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 You You don't see me spamming everything. I I occasionally spam, but not a lot. Like, please, please listen to my song. I made it. It, it, I made a thing. It is it is good. I, I wish someone would listen to it and say, "Hey, that's nice." <laughs> that's all I want. I just want you to say, "Hey, that's nice." <laughs> but yeah, that, and I mean, but that's kind of how you know, and that's where a lot of these college bands. <laughs> hey, you circle back. Good getting, job. Good job on right, the circle hey, back. Good job. Go. <laughs> but that is where a lot of these college bands do fall short. Is that they. You know, they, they can't get beyond the bar buzz. Right, you know? right. Or, yeah, or they expect, you know, they expect that momentum to take them from, you know, the big fish in the college town to, okay, we're going nationwide. 
and right. it's, there's just right. nothing there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, we saw, we saw huge momentum here. Well, it's going to be another five years before you see anything nationally. Right. Yeah. You're, you're going to be in this bus, like in this, you know, 15 passenger <laughs> van driving around the country for the next five years. Yes. Trying to get you can- 30 people interested in each city across the country. Right. right. Yeah. Eating bologna on hand, you know, most nights. And sometimes, sometimes somebody will fry that shit up for you. Yeah. Hey, yeah. If you, as long as the hot plate works, you're good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but, uh, but that's it. I mean, it's, I really enjoyed the record. I, oh, I yeah. Yeah. wish they had done more like it. Mm-hmm. I'll have to listen to their other stuff and I, I, I would I mean, have probably a better. Yeah. Opinion. I mean, their other stuff is good. Um, it's just not the same. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, it's good. It's just, it it doesn't, it's not as catchy um, just because there's there's more to it. Um, this is, you know, uh, Catalog of Generous Men, it's simple. It's, it, it's at times repetitive, but it catches you and it grabs you and it sticks in your freaking head. <laughs> so... So I, I understand the band's not doing anything, but they released their last record 10 years ago. Are mm-hmm. any of the guys from the band doing anything else? Like, did I, they go to other projects? That, I mean, not that I know of. I mean, I have They're in the HR department at some company yeah, right I, now. Like, yeah, just, I mean, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't researched it at all, but I haven't heard, you know, I haven't heard, you know, former guitarist of modern skirts ever on anything, you know, um, huh. that kind of thing. Um, yeah, they're, they're somewhere, you know, in the corporate world, you know, who knows? I mean, doing their thing. Yeah. I mean, their stuff has ended up on, on streaming services. So at some point, probably their record company did that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would imagine so. I mean, rather, because, hey, rather than them, but yeah. Right. Hey, if we can make a hundred bucks, you know, thousand dollars off of it, it's worth doing. Yeah. Remember that band we invested in a long time ago? Okay. Well, we're going to keep trying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> going to keep trying for more, more return on investment. We got, we got the, we, you know, we got the, the front, the front money back, but you know, we want a little bit more. Yeah. So that's just how it goes. And yeah. Yeah, I, I I enjoy the hell out of this. I go back and listen to it, you know, fairly regularly. Um, it's just fun. Um, you know, it's there are serious songs, and you know, it's not all fun subject matter, but it's presented in a you know fun rapper. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I will probably go back to listen to it when I mm-hmm. go back to work here in a few minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 almost like ska in that way. You you know, you might be. You know, giving a, a a treatise on on how we need to be anarchists and take over you know whatever social structures, but you know there's a there's a kicking beat behind you, <laughs> so so it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not rage against the machine where it's just beating you over the head with it. No, no, it's Which it's rancid. Like yeah. sometimes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, no, it's fun that he's a time bomb and he's going to kill everyone. Yay. Oh yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I like black coats, white shoes, black hats and Cadillacs. Yes. It's a great song. Mm. 
Maybe I'm a time bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. Perhaps. Um, and hey, I, I think I think we we talked um, a fairly decent amount, a little bit about the you know topic. Um, <laughs> so I tried. How about, how, how about for next time? Uh, how about we go back to the old Mortal Kombat? That would be good. I've watched the new one. So yeah, I, got... I I just watched the new one, and and I think I think the old one is is on HBO Max. I'm pretty sure. Um, so it should be you know easy to just pull that up because if we've seen the new one, we have HBO Max. Um, so yeah, let's nope. go with the <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay, never mind. Um, hey. You know it's it can't be too expensive to rent it. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not still making... from the Napster. I'm not making you I'm still pay from the for Napster generation. No, it's fine. No, I have it. It's, I think it's on the it's on the same pirate ship that I have my other one. <laughs> pirate ship, okay. Or that I had the yeah, yeah. That's it's on the same pirate ship that I I got the other Mortal Kombat off of. Okay, okay, yeah. So um, yeah, um, we'll do that next time. And um, you got anything? Uh, no. No, okay. listen to the record. It was nice. Like it's uh, this is it's like seventy five degrees today. This is really nice, like sunny mm-hmm. seventy five degree music. Yeah, I mean if you can, if you can drive around with the windows down and just kind of sing along, you know, give it a listen. You know, give it a second listen if you really want to sing along, because then you'll know the words. Because you know, it's better that way. Uh, <laughs> but it's not a jukebox. It's yeah. original yeah. stuff, but it's fun. Um, that is correct. <laughs> uh, I am at Woodle underscore on Instagram, and you are? Uh, I am that Joe you know. Okay. And I guess we'll talk at you next time.